I'd first like to begin tonight with one sentence from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, that we all meditated yesterday, was the Gospel of yesterday. And in verse 48, it says, Everyone to whom much is given, of him will much be required. And of him to whom men commit much, they will demand the more. The Lord in that gospel is, is speaking about the faithful and wise servant that is obedient to the master's will. I feel this gospel should pierce our hearts because we have been given so much. I've been just pondering, trying to remember (laughs) the amount of treasures that this community has received. It's so overwhelming. And how easy in our misery and in our weakness can we forget? So I'd like to to begin by just reviewing some of these treasures that have been given to us. In 2010, the Lord said to us, receive the treasured pearl of suffering. This community has been given through the simple path to union with God. The mystery of suffering. My community, this is a treasure. This is the mystery of divine love revealed in Jesus crucified, Jesus Christ. The path from the beginning forms us. Enters deep within our hearts to give us this treasure. That this beautiful gem, this pearl, is alive, radiating the light of God within us. The pearl, the treasured pearl of suffering. Do we live in awe, in thanksgiving, remembering how God has so patiently, so tenderly brought this treasure into our hearts. In May 19, 2011, the Lord spoke to us about the treasures. He said, I give and will continue To give my little mustard seed of love crucified the abundance of heavenly treasures. You must receive these treasures in your heart and safeguard them. When you each open the doors of your heart, many will see the beauty 
and radiant sparkle of these heavenly treasures within you. My community, are these treasures in us? Do we safeguard them? We have received the gem of gems, the treasure of treasures, the mystery of the cross. Many people, many scholars even, can intellectually speak and intellectually understand the cross. But the Lord has made sure that the scriptures on the cross have penetrated our hearts. So that we can live the mystery of the cross with the same zeal and love as St. Paul. And today, how significant that we celebrate the feast of St. Paul of the cross. He too received this treasure. It was a passion of this priest's heart. Do you know he founded the Passionist? And do you know that the Passionists have a fourth vow? The Passionist priests have a vow to preach the passion of Christ always and wherever they go. That treasure has been given to this community and to any soul that embraces the simple path to union with God. In April 30th, 2012, the Lord said, I have given you, my little ones, the treasures of heaven contained in my simple path to freedom. And you persist in your stubbornness. This is one of the few times through the years that the Lord has reprimanded us (laughs) because he's a good father and we are not perfect. So every once in a while, we need a little shaken up. There is a stubbornness in all of us. And the Lord is telling us, he calls it the simple path to freedom and that's exactly what it is it brings us to the freedom to live in the love of the most holy trinity do we remain stubborn not entering not pondering the words that heaven is bringing us We have received the gift of having the high priest, the king of kings, come and shepherd us, his little flock. To bring us the treasures and so that we can live the word of God. And finally... Recently, 
he said, the simple path to union with God is the path of dying to self. What a treasure. Do you realize how many people read the scriptures and over and over and over and can give great teachings, intellectual teachings on dying, the grain of wheat that must die. We all know that intellectually, but how many people have actually lived those words from the gospel? How many people have died to self and have been raised to be able to say with St. Paul, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me because I have died. How many souls have entered that transformation? Do you realize that the simple path to union with God is a path that heaven has been brought to us? So that God himself is teaching us how to die. Because nobody else really is teaching us how to die to self. This is a treasure. So boy, my family, are we responsible because much has been given to us, my community. Therefore, with these introductory words, (laughs) I will begin the teaching tonight. I will begin to unwrap with you the treasure the last treasure we received, the message from October 5th, the Feast of St. Faustina. And I first will begin with one sentence from the message of our Blessed Mother on the Feast of St. Therese of the Little Flower. Our Lady said, You, my little one, have been entrusted a mission from the Father to fight the battle and propitiate my triumph, which is the triumph of my son's death and resurrection. Then the Lord on October 5th says, My little one, you must act quickly, for the time of justice is here. Spend all your time with Father Jordy finishing my path. I'm still trying to figure that one out. (laughs) But I will tell you, my community, after this message, I have spent every moment that I can writing the second nail of crucifixion. In between accompaniments and the duties of my vocation, I have just given myself to writing this second nail. And and I, I tell you, Father and I need your prayers to finish this. It's very difficult. It's a labor. It's giving birth. And we need as a community to pray that this be done according to God's will. So, so I beg you tonight to, to help us 
to help us be focused, to help us take seriously the words of the Lord. He goes on to say, my little one, each victim soul has great power to appease the justice of God and propitiate my coming. I will be known, adored, and loved in the Eucharist. The new Jerusalem will be established on earth and a delightful time will begin to flourish on earth. Appease the justice of God through your lives as my victims of love. Believe in the power of your prayers with supplications and tears. Speak to the mothers of the cross about their power as one with the mother of God and call them to intense prayer and silence. Take this message very seriously. Go in peace. My community, have each of you taken this message seriously? It was given two weeks ago. Ask yourself. How many times have I read it? Has this message become branded in my heart? Because if not, you're not receiving the treasure that it holds. Tonight, I want to focus unwrapping what it means, the words expiate and propitiate. They're important to discover the treasure they contain. In expiation, the prefix X means out of or from. So expiation has to do with removing something or taking something away. In biblical terms, It has to do with taking away guilt through the payment of a penalty or the offering of an atonement. Expiation is the act that results in the change of God's disposition towards us. It is what Christ did on the cross. Now, propitiation. The result of Christ's work of expiation is propitiation. God's anger is turned away. The distinction is the same as that between the ransom paid and the attitude of the one who receives the ransom. Propitiate is to placate or appease an angry person. Therefore, expiation has to do with us, the people. Jesus is the pure sacrifice for our sins. Propitiation has to do directly with the Father, appeasing his wrath towards us, his rebellious children. The Lord has been forming us as one with his sacrifice of love to the Father. 
He has formed us as his victims of love, one with the pure, unblemished victim. This is expiation. We voluntarily, important, that's why we have to make a covenant because we're not forced. We voluntarily give our yes, united with Christ, perfect obedience to the Father, to suffer the sin, oppression, and brokenness of others to aid in their salvation and redemption. We participate as co-redeemers with Mary through the power of the Holy Spirit. In this way, we are truly living as the body of Christ. Expiation is an act of love as one with Christ, his body, for the sake of others. My community, today, the Mass, we read from the Gospel of Luke again. In verse 49 through 51, Jesus says, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it was were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. My community, the heart of our beloved Jesus Christ was on fire to complete his mission to become the slaughtered lamb of God for us, to bring forth this new dawn for the world, to bring forth our transformation into him. Is the Holy Spirit more and more setting our hearts on fire? Fire! to be victims as one with Christ. As we enter the second nail of crucifixion, we should be set on fire more and more to complete this mission, to die with Christ, the fire of the Holy Spirit that wants to bring us to the end, to bring forth the new dawn, to appease the justice of God, his love, and bring down the triumph of the immaculate heart of Mary and the triumph of the death and resurrection of our beloved Jesus Christ. This is the work of the Holy Spirit to set us on fire to die with Christ so that the world can rise with him. We need to beg this fire that set the heart of Christ on fire to set us on fire. This is the treasure that the path should be bringing us. Expiation blesses the other. Expiation brings forth propitiation. 
Propitiation appeases the just wrath of God toward the sinner. Mary uses the word propitiate in the October 1st message, the feast of St. Therese of the Little Flower. I'm not going to read the, the words again. She uses the word propitiate in the context of bringing forth the triumph of her immaculate heart, which she explains as the triumph of her son's death and resurrection. Then Jesus on October 5th, the feast of St. Faustina, uses the word propitiate again in the context of his coming. Each victim's soul has great power to appease the justice of God and propitiate my coming. This coming, I feel, is his Eucharistic reign because the following sentence states, I will be known, adored, and loved in the Eucharist. My community, after years of being formed as God's hidden victim souls, participating in Jesus' perfect sacrifice of love, expiation, Jesus and Mary, for the first time, call us to propitiate, to appease the justice of God. Appease the justice of God through your lives as my victims of love. In 2011, he said, it is only the love of my victim souls that has the power to appease the justice of God. This is very significant. For the first time on October 5th, 2022, Jesus says the time of justice is here. It is also very significant that the Feast of St. Faustina this year and Yom Kippur this year were on the same day. To understand this significance, we must know a little bit about Yom Kippur. Jesus fulfills the meaning of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. The gospel notes that when Jesus, when Jesus hands over his life to the father, the curtain in the temple split in half to indicate that the meaning of the day of atonement is fulfilled in Jesus, the Messiah. And he is now the temple and the real atonement and forgiveness of sins for all time. Jesus' heart is opened on the cross as the curtain of the temple of his body for all. To enter and meet God, the blessed Trinity, for intimacy with him and the forgiveness of sins. The liturgy of Yom Kippur involved the high priest sacrificing a bull for his own sins. And then sacrificing one of two goats for the sins of the people. The blood is then brought behind the curtain of the Holy of Holies. To be placed on the mercy seat. 
the covering of the Ark of the Covenant with the two angels hovering over it. The Holy of Holies was the place of God's special presence for his people. Then outside of the temple area, a scapegoat is brought. And the high priest places his hands over the goat and symbolically casts the people's sins onto the goat. And the animal is driven out into the desert. This was the scapegoat. Jesus is the high priest and the temple and the mercy seat. Unto him, God the Father actually placed all the sins of the human race in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus as priest atones for these sins and provides the path to forgiveness of sin for the human race who accept him. The concluding service of Yom Kippur is one unique to the day. It usually runs about one hour long. The Ark, a cabinet where the scrolls of the Torah are kept, is kept open throughout this service. Thus, you are expected to stand throughout the service. There is a tone of desperation in the prayers of this service. The service is sometimes referred to as the closing of the gates. Think of it as the last chance to get in a good word before the holiday ends. My community, Jesus made it very clear to St. Faustina that the doors of his mercy would close. And that the justice of God would then begin. Could it be that God allowed us to know that the gates of mercy have now been closed? Our Blessed Mother said to St. Faustina in the diary, it's number 635. You have to speak to the world about his great mercy and prepare the world for the second coming of him who will come, not as a merciful savior, but as a just judge. Oh, how terrible is that day. Determined is the day of justice, the day of divine wrath. The angels tremble before it. Speak to souls about this great mercy while it is still the time of granting mercy. Jesus said to St. Faustina in number 1146, before I come as a just judge, I first open wide the door of my mercy. He who refuses to pass through the door of my mercy must pass through the door of my justice. Jesus and Mary are now asking us, God's little mustard seed of victim souls, to appease God's justice, propitiate, avert God's anger. And incur his divine favor, which is the triumph of the pierced hearts of Jesus and Mary. The chaplet of divine mercy says, eternal father, 
I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. Jesus is the propitiator because he is the expiator. Listen carefully, my community. This is the treasure. Only souls that participate voluntarily in Jesus' expiation have the power to propitiate before the throne of Abba. This is the power that God has willed to give his victim souls. I understand this call to propitiate as I think of my family. My husband, as our family's father, has just anger at the rebelliousness of some of our children. He is right to be angry. Yet as his wife, I have the power through my love, tears, and tenderness to appease his wrath and call upon mercy in his justice. My daughter, the only girl in our family, the apple of her father's eye, she too has the power through her love, gentleness, and tears to lessen the severity of her father's just anger. Jesus said, Jesus and Mary, in 2011, said, we, meaning Jesus and Mary, are one heart, one blood, one sacrifice, one victim before the throne of the Father for each of you. But the tears of a mother bring the Father to act with mercy when what is called for is justice. In this message of October 5th, he specifically calls the mothers of the cross. And he calls the mothers to believe in the power of our prayers with supplications and tears. And he tells me to speak to the mothers. That's why I spoke to the mothers on the first Saturday. A mother's tears have great power with God. In Luke chapter 7, 11 through 17, Jesus is moved with pity when he hears the lamentations of a mother whose only son died. He brings her son back to life. Imagine the power of women who have given their fiat as one with Mary's to lay down their lives, not only for their biological children, but for all God's children, especially his priest. That's who we are. This is what Jesus and Mary are telling us to take very seriously. We as God's victim souls, no longer two but one in Jesus' sacrifice of love, are the apple of Abba's eye. Therefore, he gives us the power to propitiate. He said to us, pray to the Father for mercy in his justice. 
ever since this message and the unwrapping of it to receive this treasure in my heart, my prayer has changed. That's why I wanted to pray in in this way today, the rosary, to teach you how to receive this treasure and to live it, to begin to propitiate in Christ crucified with Mary, to appease and beg and bring down the triumph of the two hearts. This is what God is telling us. This is the treasure. The act of propitiation as one with Christ is also connected to living the second nail of crucifixion. As we integrate our emotions in Christ to live them solely according to his purpose, we live in a more perfect and profound union with Christ. This voluntary act to discipline our will So that our emotions are lived solely to please Christ. Consumes us in Christ. So that it is no longer we who live. But Christ who lives in us my family. We can now not only suffer with Christ for the sake of others. But also appease the justice of Ava with Christ and Mary. Bringing forth from the heart of our father the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary with the triumph of the death and resurrection of God's Son. Jesus and Mary have turned our eyes toward Ava. Let us not be afraid to sit on his lap and appease his justice through our immense love, faith, hope, tears, tenderness, and supplications as his hidden victim souls. Amen. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.